Amen. What a blessing. What a meeting. What a Savior. Amen. It's a lot of people out there. Uh, Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6. You know, I will say this before I even begin about Bible believers. I love, I love, absolutely love being a Bible believer. There's nothing better than I've ever experienced in my Christian walk than being around people who can be family amongst each other and never even know each other. I mean, what a blessing the Lord is to put our, all of us together through His blood. Amen? Amen. Amen. Already a couple verses here, and then you're going to ask Brother Joe, you know, it's on dedication, right? I'm, yeah, we'll get there. Uh, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16, these six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him, a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, and heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift and running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. Heavenly Father, I just pray now that you'd bless your word. Father, remove me out of it. I am nobody but a, but a vessel for you to use. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. When I think about dedication, the first thing I think about biblically in, in preparing a message is, what can I get out of the Word? Where am I going to go? Lord, what am I going to do? You talk to your wife about it, and then, you know, you just, you, just, you just go through the process. And I think about the Lord and how He's dedicated to the nation of Israel. That's a no-brainer. I think about the Lord Jesus Christ and how He's dedicated to us to go to the cross of Calvary. Amen? I think about our kids and how we dedicate our kids like Hannah did with Samuel. Uh, I think about the dedication of a building, and by no stretch of the imagination am I going to sit here and preach a, a dedication on this building, having been here for such a short amount of time. But then the Lord said, um, Joe, what about your dedication to me? And so, oddly enough, he brought me here, and I'm like, Lord, what in the world? All week I'm stressing, all week I'm nervous, all week I'm going through the, the motions and the process, and I'm like, Lord, this is, you're not telling me to change this thing, it's going to come down to five minutes before I preach. And you're going to be like, hey, go to this page. Oh, okay. So he said, Joe, you need this. And yesterday I realized it. And how undedicated we are sometimes. And truth be told, how undedicated I am sometimes to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we shouldn't be because of what he's done for us. And the people that get on the piano or play these instruments or sing songs about him, and the people uh, who just cry, um, the, the, the graduation last night, and all they do is mention his name and they start to tear up. And I go, I want that. So look with me. I'm going to try to be quick and I'm going to try to move fast, but I don't want to lose y'all. If we look at a proud look, the Lord said, Joe, are you dedicated or are you a deserter? And we've heard about some of that here this week. See, the deserter is proud. He boasts of themselves. The Pharisee and the publican in Luke 18, I am not like one of these. I fast. I give of all. I possess. Amen? There's five eyes in that passage. We know five's number for death. Amen? Because when you're all about yourself and you're all prideful in your walk with the Lord, you're really not walking with the Lord. It's all about you. And your spiritual life is going to die. But the dedicated are humble. They dare not lift their eyes up and say to, to, to the Lord, and, and, and they smoke their breasts and say, Lord, I am a sinner, and I need you. They humble themselves, just like the Lord Jesus Christ did. He made himself of no reputation, took upon the form of a servant, humbled himself, became obedient unto death, 
even the death of the cross, amen? It says at the end of that passage in Luke 18 that he, humbled, uh, he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. So the deserter is proud, but the, the dedicated are humble. The, de- the, the, the deserters are liars. In 1 John 1, 6, when we lie spiritually to the Lord, we say that we are in fellowship and we have no sin. But in 1 John 1, 9, a dedicated person deals in the truth. They confess their sins like David. Thou art the man, David. Yes, I am. No ifs, ands, or buts. It's me. It's my fault. I did it. Lord, I'm sorry. John 17, 17, sanctified through the truth, thy word is truth. Amen? If we're dedicated, we deal in truth. A deserter is a hater. He sheds innocent blood. Like in Luke 15, when we see the elder brother who hates his own brother for coming home. I wish sometimes we would see people come home. Brother Inello was just preaching about it. Some people aren't here. Who's going to be here next year? Amen? Are you going to welcome the brother back in? There's people I know of in churches I've been in, and people have just gone, and you wonder where they go, and you just wish they'd come home. My wife has that testimony. She came home. And if she never came home, I wouldn't have her as my wife. Praise the Lord for prodigals who come home. John 10, 13, uh, a deserter is a hater. He's like the hireling who cares nothing for the sheep. Nothing for a new convert, nothing for even his own children, but a dedicated person loves others. Like the father who saw him afar off and ran and hugged him around the neck and kissed him and killed a fatted calf, all for the reason of celebrating my son came home. My son came home. Ephesians 6, 4, fathers are not to provoke their sons to wrath, but bring them up in the nursery admonition of the Lord. Dedicated people love others. Even the angels cry out. Even they cry out in heaven when one sinner repents. Someone who uh, has a heart that devises wicked imaginations, again in Luke 15, is like the prodigal that leaves for that far country with wasted substance and riotous living. Something's gone wrong in the heart. Something's gone wrong, and they get out, and they seek something else. Because we know out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Amen? But the dedicated, they long for heavenly things. Colossians 3.2 says, set your affections on things above and not on things on the earth. Amen? They're like the prodigal who comes to himself and says, I've sinned against heaven. I've sinned against you, Father. Now I just want to come home. I'll be a hired servant. I don't care what I have to be. I'm just dedicated to you. I'm dedicated to come home. I'm tired of all the riotous living. I'm tired of all the wicked imaginations. They long for heavenly things. Feet that be swift and running to mischief. We can look at Demas. Demas, who loved this present world, we can see the progression of Demas in the Scriptures, right? A, a, a fellow laborer, and then just Demas, and then, hey, by the way, he's out. He's gone. Not sure what happened, although the only thing we're told is that he loved the world apparently more than he loved God. Swift and running to mischief. But the dedicated walk with the master like the dog. Amen? You know, uh, in 2 Timothy, Paul at first, back in Acts 15, 
Paul didn't want John Mark anywhere near him. He said, get that guy away from me. He's not profitable. I don't want anything to do with him. He's going to mess it up. He's going to trip me up. I got stuff to do. But later on in 2 Timothy, he says, hey, hey, that guy that I said wasn't worth anything, he's profitable. He's profitable. You bring him along too. See, that tells me that Mark must have been walking with the master. He must have stood his ground and been dedicated, even though that man, Paul, Paul, the, the one guy other than Christ, we can all go, man, I can't wait to see Paul in heaven. That guy is amazing. He wrote 13 books. He said, even though that man told me he didn't want me with him, I'm going to still go. Still go for the Lord. Still do everything I can for the Lord. I can't remember which brother said it. He wrote two books. Or, I'm sorry, that was Luke. He still got a book. He still got a book. He must have kept walking. He must have stood his ground in the Christian life somehow. Kept, kept up with the routine duties of Christian life. Oh, that gets boring and drag, doesn't it? Just day after day, just serving the Lord, not seeing any progress, not seeing anything happen because it's not supposed to happen here. It's all up there. We have to remember there's so many, so many good messages this week. He suffered through some hardships and gave it all. He walked. He continued to walk. A false witness that speaketh lies. Uh, the brother was just talking about uh, uh, Peter, I think, uh, Brother Horton. But you know, a deserter denies a Savior. A deserter will deny his Savior. So will I have a testimony like Peter? who when being ridiculed and persecuted and, and all those things will say, I don't know that man. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'll go to the game with you. We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. Uh, don't you want to talk about Jesus? Don't you go to church? No, no, no. We can talk about sports and what you saw on TV last night and the, the newest rave and the newest music and whatever have you. All right, am I going to be like Peter and have that testimony and deny my Savior like a deserter would, or will I be dedicated and testify about my Savior? You know, that same man, Peter, will I have his testimony in Acts 5, who when being persecuted and ridiculed for preaching the name of Jesus Christ, rejoiced that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. Amen? You know, so when the Lord is piling on the dung, when the brook dries up, when you got a choice to be Esau or Samson or Samuel, when those choices come up, are you still going to testify? Or are you going to be a false witness? Now, Joe, what are you talking about? I'm talking about me. This is all for me. Joe, you dedicated? Are you a false witness? Whew, Lord, that's rough. I don't really want to talk about that. I know, but we have to. I'll share a, a quick story. Um, when the dung is piling up, when the brook is drying up, I do construction. I have my own business. Um, that's not to brag. Um, it's it's kind of rough. Anybody who does that kind of thing or has their own business doing anything knows what I'm talking about. But um, about two or three weeks ago, it dried up. 
I had about five or six estimates out. Everything was looking great. I'm like, man, I'm going to be working through Christmas, and it's just going to be awesome, and we're going to get stuff done, and we're going to have some money, and we're going to give it to the church, and we're going to pay off some debt. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. It's just going to be great. And all the estimates just kind of piddled away. And I'm going, Lord, what is going on? And Can't even look at the preacher. Uh, um, Wednesday night he said, <laughs> it's easier to serve God with an empty bank account. I'm glad y'all are laughing. Because I was like, Lord, did I miss it? Did I miss it? You've been trying to show me stuff all the time. I missed it. But I called a couple people, worked for a contractor. I, I typically work for homeowners that do remodels and stuff. And he wasn't willing to pay me what I would like to be paid, which is fine, because the Lord paid the bills. And that's not the best part of the story, because one of them days on that job, a guy came in to do his job, <laughs> and I had King James Bible Jubilee music from last year blaring on my radio. All throughout the house. The blood still saves and just whatever you think of. It was great. That's Steadfast and the Evans family and Miss Angel and, oh gosh, whoever else sang last year. It's just blaring. And uh, the first thing that guy said, hey man, you got any rolling papers? I was like, what? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry, are you a Christian? See, the, the Lord had to work dry up because I got to lead that guy to the Lord. Man. And yeah, he paid my bills. The Lord gave me enough. We're still in the house. I'm still eating. Oh, I'm getting too excited. Still eating. But see, I thought it was the Lord paying the bills. I thought it was just, you need to go through a little bit of hardship here, Joe. You need to just try a little bit. You need to just trust me a little bit. And trust me when I say to you that for four and a half years of that business, every single time something has gone awry, I look at my wife and go, it's all right. He's got it. Amen. And then like Sunday, after Sunday night service, uh, hey, uh, are you available for, uh, yes, I can come tomorrow. <laughs> and then I didn't work for four days, and I'm sitting at home going, oh, boy. But the dedicated testifies about a Savior. And uh, I, I didn't have to, you know. You understand that, Christian? We get to. We get to testify about him. I didn't have to. I could have played along with that guy. I could have joked around with him, not cared, turned my music off like, oh, oh, he's going to think I'm a weirdo. Good. Good. I'd rather be weird with y'all than be normal with everybody else. But he paid my bills, and that's not even the greatest part. I just, I got to lead that guy to the Lord, man. And the whole time I'm just struggling spiritually. And I, I even texted the preacher. I'm like, yeah, so um, 
the Lord got another child and we got another brother. And he just said, glory. And I just texted him back and I was like completely humbled. Because I felt, Lord, I'm not, just like I am right now up here talking to all of you who I just respect to no end. Everybody who gets up here, every wife of every pastor or missionary or anything else, man. I know me and I know I'm so thankful the Lord wants me to do this and I get to do it. And it's an honor, Where's Dr. Stephen, wherever you are, sir, it is an honor. But the point, the whole point was the soul. Paid my bills, but the point was the soul. Lastly, he that soweth discord, the deserter despises fellowship. You see, Joseph's own brothers in Genesis... They, they hated him so much, they were content to throw him into a pit, plotted his death, sold him for profit, and then told their daddy, hey, we got this coat that we found. We don't know whose it is. It's all bloody and torn up. Do you think it could be Joseph's? The Bible says they were content to do that. That passage trips me up all the time. But a deserter despises fellowship, but a dedicated person, the dedicated believer, desires fellowship. Because the end of that story, Joseph says, you thought it evil against me, but God sought it for good. John says in 13, uh, chapter 13, 34 and 35, a new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, our love for each other, brethren. Shall all men know that ye are my disciples if ye have loved one another? I'll close with this. It's just two quotes. I hope it's been a help. The Lord helped me. Like I told y'all already, it's, it's, it's just for me. It doesn't... I'm just doing what the Lord asked me to do, and that's part of being in His will. Amen. But Uh, my preacher said one time, your willingness, Dr. Peacock, your willingness to submit is tested when your will crosses God's will. And Dr. Lentz, who I never met and have the utmost respect for, said the ministry is letting go of everything and trusting God for everything. Amen? So, as some of the other men have already said, uh, preached about and challenged you, you all with and as we go back to our, our lives and I stay here of course but we all, we all still go back to our lives and this wonderful bubble of Bible believers will end um, are you going to be dedicated are you going to desert him amen